This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Rochelle. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing just good. Happy I can't Thursday. complain. Happy Thursday. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? 
Good morning. This is Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. This is EK. Hey, hey. Good morning, EK. Good morning. Have an awesome day. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Thursday. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. How are you doing, Rochelle? Ooh, I'm stuck on you. I'm doing well, Pam. How are you? Good. Doing good. This is good. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thankful Thursday. Yes, yes. As most people say Friday Eve. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> Look, you that can appreciate too. that back in the mix. Huh? <laughs> Girl, yes. <laughs> back all in the mix, mix, mix. Glory to God. <laughs> Yes, yes, to God be the glory, yes. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Can I put in a prayer request for myself? I have a procedure this morning, and I'll be leaving here shortly. It's for 7.30 a.m. It's called an RFA. R, and then F is in Frank, and then A. It's called a... It's a radio frequency ablation or something like that. But uh, it's going to be, i got to be there at 7.30, and then it's going to happen at 8 o'clock, and I'm quite uh, uptight about it. Well, don't be uptight. Be anxious for nothing. I know. But it's everything. Yeah, just take a deep breath and be encouraged in the Lord. Know that he is faithful. We don't know anything else. He is faithful. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Thank you so Inhale, much. Exhale. Yes, yes. Be sorry, Susie. We got you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Going on mute right now. Okay. Good morning, family. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. This is Yolanda. Hi, Yolanda. Happy Thankful Thursday. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I am Rochelle, your hostess. Has anyone joined the call and would like to give God the glory?
We are commanding our morning. We are speaking those things that aren't as they were and seeing the manifestation, seeing them come to pass, removing what we think it should look like and allowing God to be what it is. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone during the call would like to say good morning? Happy thankful Thursday, everyone. Would anyone like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. May I ask for a prayer request, please? Sure. I uh, have a first cousin that passed away in Columbus, Ohio, and his sister is also in the hospital at the same time, uh, about to be removed from life support as well. So got a tremendous amount of uh, pain going on in our family right now. Okay. Um, what's your cousin, the first cousin's name? His name is Daniel uh, Woods. That's my cousin. Okay. And, and what's um, his first name? Brother, no, his brother's Joey and uh, Donna. My cousin that's a surviving is Daniel. Okay. Yes, my first and, cousin. Okay. So it's Daniel and there's two other people? No, it's Joey. Joey, okay. Joey and... Donna, we're praying for Daniel, who's a surviving brother. Yeah. Okay. And really our family back in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning? Go ahead and get started. One second, let me go ahead and pull the script up. All right. So, okay, it's time to go ahead and get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, good morning. My name is Rochelle and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard, 8 a.m. Central Standard, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of June where our monthly theme is entitled Sanctification Set Apart. All the declarations will focus on the importance of sanctification and being set apart to do and hear the will of God so that you can execute his plan for, so he can execute his plan for you. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out, Women's Call. The call is hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will bring they will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. 
It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Schizero. The call takes place right here at the same number from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 Central Standard, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard, right here by dialing the same number tonight. The prayer request by app is, there is none, but we have a couple spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Susie. She's having a procedure this morning, um, and we want to pray for um, the procedure. We also want to pray for her to, uh, for the Lord to lift her spirit up and that she be anxious for nothing. Um, we also, Brother Michael has a prayer request, and we're praying for his cousin Daniel Woods. Um, and there's one more. Um, we're praying for our own JC for healing and recovery. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ms. Diane. The declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ms. Diane. The declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. The scripture for today, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I ask that you check your phones and make sure that they're on mute as I pass the call to the prayer warriors. The call is in your hands, this Diane. Father, we thank you for another day of your brand new mercies that you show us every morning. God, we are so grateful and thankful, Lord God. Father, as I bowed in on bending knees and bowed down head with a heart of humility, God, I just thank you. Just for who you are, I thank you for your grace and your mercy something that we don't deserve, oh God, but you so freely give us your grace and mercy each morning that we open our eyes and open our hearts to your word. God, we just praise you this morning just for who you are. We come in humility, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for sanctification, for setting us apart for your use, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we just give you praise. We thank you for sanctification process, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for your loving kindness is better than life. We thank you, Lord God, for being holy. We thank you, Lord God, for sanctifying us in Christ, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for sacrificing us in the Holy Spirit and setting us apart in the Holy Spirit, oh God. God, we thank you this morning for you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all of those that have come on the call this morning and those that will join later. For God, we thank you that you are Jehovah Goel, the redeeming God. You have redeemed us, oh God, and set us apart. Father, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that you are Ramah, 
Run, rush, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you are the God, the lifter of our bow down head and our bow down heart. God, we thank you this morning just for who you are, for your mercy and your grace, God, that you give us each morning, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for keeping us through the night and bringing us to the dawning of a brand new day, a brand new mercy, a brand new opportunity, oh God, to tell someone about your death, burial, and your resurrection and how you gave your life that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You gave your life for all humanity. And God, you said those that those that you love are the ones that kill you. So God, we thank you and praise you, but death could not hold you. So Father, we praise you this morning just for who you are. You are the King of King and Lord of Lords. You are the greatest God that there ever will be. You are, Lord God, the great God, El Haggadah. You are King of King and Lord of Lords. God, you are the self-existent one. You are, Lord God, our God. You are God and God alone. So, God, we give you praise this morning. We come to magnify your holy name. We come to give you grace, give you love, oh God. For you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So, God, I thank you this morning. and I'm. Father, I pray over the prayer request. Susie is having a procedure this morning, oh God. And Daniel would, Lord God, we're praying over him for their lost loved ones, oh God. And God, just cover him, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Cover Brother Michael, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, all of those who have affliction, JC and and all of those, that are not mentioned, oh God, for you are the great God. You are the healer. You are the great healer, Lord God, and you've never lost a patient. God, I lift up my own husband, Wayne, as, as he approached his surgery date, Lord God. God, we know that you are, you are the good God. We know that you are a healer. Father God, we know that Nothing can go wrong with you, oh God. So, God, we just praise you this morning just for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us, oh God. So, Father, if we can just take our phones off of mute and give you praise this morning. You deserve all the praise, all the honor, Hallelujah. all the glory belongs Hallelujah. to you. You share your glory with no one. So, God, we thank you this morning. We give you praise this morning. For great is the healer, oh God. Lord, <laughs> 
Phil, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we? I'm excited. Yes, 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 yes. And what a topic. What a beautiful topic. This is glorious. Hallelujah. Thank you, O God, for what it is that you are doing in the earth. Thank you, Lord God, for this call. Thank you, Lord God, for this call for the saints of God, hallelujah, to know identity, to know our purpose, God, hallelujah, to see ourselves in the way that you see us, hallelujah. You are holy, holy, holy. You are holy, hallelujah. And so we bless you, God. We thank you for your holiness, hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. I am excited, um, and this is going to sound a little uh, tripped out, the way I'm going to start this off, but I'm going to start this off from this particular place. So um, I met these two different people when we were out witnessing yesterday. Uh, I met this young guy who was 14. Uh, he was 14. Now, I want to just say something about this guy. This young guy, I had saw him in during the day um, in this neighborhood. I saw him. Uh, he was standing there, his pants sagging. You know, he had this money out. And I don't know what drew my eyes to him, but just something, you know, like the Lord, like just pointing him out to me. And so I was just look, watching him. And, you know, I was watching him when he had his money out. Um, then he was walking over to this car with some guy in the car that I could tell was older than him. And I could just tell there was something going on, something, some street stuff, something, you know. And I was just looking at the guy, and I was just wondering about this young guy. And I just, I don't know. It was just on my heart. So after that, I left it alone. I went and did what I had to do, and then I went to uh, the tent that we have going, that we just kicked off yesterday. So while we're over there at the tent, all of a sudden, you know, during that time, we make a call for evangelism teams going out. And so during the time that we're we're worshiping there, you know, we're sending people out like, hey, you know, this isn't just for the evangelism department. You know what I'm saying? An, an intercession is it for the intercession department, period. This is a part of who we are as believers, okay? You are called as a believer, every single one of us, to share the gospel with others. It's just what it is. Go ye out into all the world, preach the gospel. But anyway, um, so after we did the call, of course, we needed some people to stay behind and continue to pray, intercede, worship, 
And so while they did it, we, uh, um, some of us left and uh, went out to go hit the streets. So when we go out to hit the streets, um, we happened to go down uh, to that neighborhood. So when we go down to that neighborhood, uh, we went because we knew it would be people, you know, like a gang of people like outside. So when we go out there um, and we uh, split up into twos and we start walking the street, lo and behold, who comes walking towards me? That young man. Mind you, it's about four hours later. It's about four hours later. This young man come walking to me. Well, maybe three, uh, about uh, three and a half. He and his friend come walking towards me. So I say, oh, snap. So I tell him, I said, look, I just saw you. And I explained, described what he was doing when I saw him. And that's how he knew that I saw him. And he's got his cup. He's got, you know, you could tell he got his, his, you know, his little lean up in that cup. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know when you see these, in the event, if you don't know, so you can be wary, whether you talk to people or whether for your own children. You see them with that styrofoam cup. Listen, you see any shorties with this, that styrofoam cup, you need to check what's in that cup because that's how they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? They got the styrofoam cup. Sometimes they double the styrofoam up. Sometimes it's a single styrofoam cup. But you know what I mean? They take that. They put their little, you know, pills or whatever in that joint. They make they they make their little concoction. You know what I'm saying? Some of them they might put some like some cough syrup or whatever is up in there. Uh, they make their little, you know, concoction. So I see the shorty is is drinking his concoction, and he. And his other friend, you could see them like they're, you know, I know when somebody, ha- you know, from having all the time I got down. So, you know, you could tell by the way they talking, they draw everything. And so I began to tell him and I said, hey, man, you know, um, I saw you, uh, this and that, I saw you. I said, so I want to let you know uh, this isn't no fake stuff, you know. And I said, and you can see I'm not on nothing. Just look at this. I got a big old Jesus T-shirt on, and I got a hat on that say Jesus. And I said, you know, the Lord sent us out here um, to come and pray. And, you know, I run right into you. And I let him know how he was on the heart and mind of the, of the Lord, uh, began to really minister to him. So what the Lord kept highlighting to me, and I couldn't get away from it, was he kept highlighting value. He, t- he kept telling me that the reason um, that like to really uh, minister to this guy about value. Now, I didn't know my intellectual mind. You know, I'm hearing value. I don't know, but I'm just praying what the Lord is saying. But intellectually, I'm like, okay, maybe it's value, uh, low self-esteem or something. But I still don't understand the reason of why the Lord is highlighting value to me. So. As we're praying for him, and, uh, you know, I had another guy with me. As we're praying, all of a sudden, I don't remember how in the conversation it comes up. But this guy revealed, oh, it it was when I asked him, was he saved? Uh, Does he follow Jesus? You know, and begin to ask him those type of questions. When I asked him that, y'all, 
the young brother says, you know, I, yeah, I used to, um, you know, I I go to I used to go to church and all of that and this and that. Um, I forgot who he said he would go to the church with. And I told him, I said, well, you know, going to church doesn't make you right with God. Um, and then he said how he used to pray a lot. You know, he used to really pray a lot. And as I'm saying this, you know, um, right now, and I'm even talking, I was thinking about this earlier, this really made sense to me. But you know what? There was something that happened with him to where he didn't begin to see his value. And one of the reasons, one of the markers or things of how we do not notice our value is how we interact with God. And this is what I mean by how we interact with God. And by the way, y'all, this all has to do with sanctification. <laughs> but Exodus chapter 19, verse 22. Exodus chapter 19, verse 22. <laughs> it says, and let the priest also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. I'm going to say that again. And let the priest also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth on them. Now, in Exodus chapter 19, uh, what is going on? You have Israel, right? You have, you have uh, uh, Israel, you know, here it is. They're about to leave Egypt, right? We know the bondage that they've had uh, going on in their lives. Okay, so the Israel has just left Israel. They, they have just left Egypt, right? Just left. So this is like a really big time, and it's a really big occasion. And what happens is, um, as they're leading, God basically speaks this word. Okay, there was a lot that was going on on the mountain. You had people of God of the of Israel. They were scared to talk to God. But in 19, verse 22, matter of fact, let me read verse 21, the living translation. It says, then the Lord told Moses, go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord, or they will die. Even the priests who regularly come near to the Lord must purify themselves so that the Lord does not break out and destroy them. So I'm bringing that up to say, back in that time, there was a particular process that had to happen in order for people to come and see God. In order for people to come and talk to God, there had to be a purification process that took place. And if that purification process did not happen before you talk to God, God will break, break out, as it says in this verse, and destroy you. Why? Because we were impure vessels, and it was impossible for an impure vessel to come into this atmosphere of holiness and still be alive, because God's holiness is that strong. Hallelujah. This is why there was certain priests that he would say, sanctify yourself or set yourself apart, okay? 
That's what it means. You know, that's why it's set, set apart, sanctification, set apart. And he would tell them to sanctify themselves. And there were different things that the priests would do to sanctify themselves. You know, diff, different rituals, different traditions that they would do to make themselves holy. They would even sanctify objects that were in the temple. Because if those objects were not sanctified, then they could not be in the in the presence of God. Everything had to be sanctified. There were particular rituals that were done to sanctify. There were concoctions where the Lord actually gave the ingredients for these concoctions, you know, how to, to make certain fragrances of spice and myrrh and aloe and all of these different things that would be a sweet smelling fragrance unto the Lord. And when he when these things were applied to particular things, these things were considered to be sanctified. And when they were sanctified, it made them right in order to draw near or draw close to God. Now we're about to get to the middle part. That was the beginning part. The middle part we're transitioning into is this. That mindset of having to make myself right with God in order to talk to God was a mindset that was under the old covenant. It was an old covenant understanding, as we see in Exodus chapter 19, verse 22. So now I can firmly remember saying, 2,000 years later, well, no, not 2,000, longer than 2,000, thousands of years later, I can remember saying, here in America, when people have invited me or to church or, you know, something, whatever it was, and, you know, I'm doing the stuff that I'm doing that is ungodly, okay? And guess what? I'm telling them. One of the reasons I'm saying I, I can't come right now, I, I can't believe in that, even though my, you know, I know my mom or my dad, whatever. Why? Because I had to get myself right first in order to draw near to God. I had to get myself ready first in order to draw near to God. Some of us, even right now, on this phone line, you feel like you have to get yourself right before you draw near to God. It's a certain mindset, okay, that we're going we're gonna to deal with today, all right? And this is twofold where I'm going because there, there is a balance with what it is I'm saying. So what ends up happening is over this process, this old covenant can't make us holy. Now, I know I'm probably going to stir up some devils when I say this, and that's okay. If you feel like you this is this is gonna bother you with this next part I'm gonna say, that's good. That's good. But please know that as long as I'm keeping this scriptural, then you gotta stop and ask yourself, if this is scripture, then what is that inside of me that is making me want to just put Philip's face on a wall and start throwing knives at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see a prophetic pictures of a dartboard, 
You know what I'm saying? Hold <laughs> you know it real. Some of y'all, some of y'all over here, y'all go to the gun range. Y'all, y'all, all of a sudden see a prophetic pictures of a of a gun range. You know what I'm saying? Don't put my face up there. You know. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Under this old covenant, that was cool. That's what we had to do. We had to sanctify ourselves or set ourselves apart. We had to do all of these particular rituals, okay? We had to do all of these particular rituals in order um, in order to make ourselves right with God, okay? Make ourselves right. But now we're going to go into the new covenant. There are two scriptures that I actually want to give you, even though there are a few, all right? I want to give you 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. You can go and check this out now. You can check this out on your own. I have another scripture as well, too. But I love this terminology. I want you to hear this. This is the New Living Translation. It says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Even though I want to go to another verse, I, I want to, this, this is really jumping out to me. I'm going to say that again. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Now, what does that have to do with sanctification? Because in the King James Version or the New King James, it uses the word sanctification. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteous, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Okay? So we are made uh, uh, um, uh, sanctified in Jesus. Well, let me read the passage translation. For it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God, as we are being joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And now he is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. So before I go any step further, I want us to understand that according to this scripture, okay, we have been made one with Christ Jesus. We know that we are one because we are joint heirs with Christ, okay? Romans chapter 8, all right? God has made us one with Christ Jesus. And in being made one with Christ Jesus, God has made it to where every single thing that we need is in Christ Jesus. Wisdom is in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you go up a few verses, First, uh, uh, in verse 24, Jesus is actually called the wisdom of God, okay? He's actually called the wisdom of God. But I want you to listen to this. Jesus, or, or our union with Jesus, has made us pure, and it's made us holy, and it's freed us from sin. The pure and the holy part is the word that would be used or substituted for sanctification. When we think of sanctification, we think of being set apart, we think of being made pure, and we think of being made holy. 
Now I'm going to give you a twofold thing with this. The first part is this. Rituals don't make you holy and pure. Okay? They don't. I'm sorry if you think that they do. I'd say that my heart really goes out to you because that might be a lot for you to for, to really take in. I know it was a lot for me. It's the mind-boggling thing. It's the it's the mind-boggling thing behind our relationship of I don't have to do anything to you you know make myself right with God. All I have to do is believe in Jesus and believing in Jesus makes me right with God. No, but I got to believe in Jesus to do something. You know, maybe I got to okay, when I get saved, I got to I got to get saved and then after I get led to Christ, I still got to go and fast for about, you know, 4,838 days. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to be made right with God. You know what I'm saying? You know, I have to go and uh like some people uh I don't I don't want to say that. Let me let me stop. But just long story short, we there are all of these things that we've set up in our head to say that make us right with God when it's actually not scripture. And this is what totally defies that order, that order, that old order. When Jesus came, Jesus came and contended with that old order. The religious priests, the Pharisees, were those who kept that old order. That order that we got a glimpse of in Exodus chapter 19, verse 22, that we had to sanctify, that we had to do certain rituals in order to draw near to God. Jesus is now our ritual. I'm going to say that again. Jesus is now our ritual. Okay? So let me, get, let me tell you, going back to this young man, all right, and then we, I'm going to bring it all together. Going back to this young man, this 14-year-old, that thing with value. One of the things that I could see about him is there was a shame, right? There was a shame that he had on his life. And when you began to minister to him, as he was being convicted, the shame was trying to speak. The shame was trying to speak in his life to make him bow his head and think, he can't draw near to God because he's thinking about the stuff he's engaged, the stuff that he's gotten into. Oh, man, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm buzzed. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm a little ashamed. It's that shame sometimes that keeps people even from saying, man, you know what, I don't, I don't feel right with you praying for me right now, you know, because I'm in the midst of my stuff. I'm in the midst of my sin right now. You can see that with him. You can see how his head dropped. But the more we began to pray for him, <clears throat> encourage him, release the word of the Lord over his life, to speak to him and who he was, you could see after he prophesied to him how his whole demeanor had changed. His head had lifted up, you know, his, his whole demeanor. Now, he didn't receive Christ at that moment. He didn't receive Christ at that moment. But not only was a, a seed planted, because it says one plants another waters, but we got his number. And then the more that we shared the love of God with him, he stopped. It was like, hold on, hold on, make, hold on. Let me make sure I put, put down my email too. You know, it, be, it turned into a, at first I was a little standoffish, 
now it was like, okay, I want to I wanna hear more of what God is saying. I want to hear, I want to hear more of what he's saying because there's this thing that the enemy puts inside of us that makes us feel that we can't draw near to God, especially if we're in the states that we're in. I know that there's some of you all on here right now. Okay. This is not a condemnation. This is not a knock. All right. Or anything what I'm going to say, this is so you can be set free. All right. There may be some of you that feel that you can't draw near to God because of what it is that you've done, okay? And when I mean draw near to God, I'm talking about, you know, draw near, go and talk to him, you know? And when I mean go and talk to him, not go and talk to him and you just, you know, you, you know, it's just a one-sided conversation. You just go up there and, Lord, I know this is just the way you made me. So, you know what I'm saying, Lord? Sometimes, you know, I get my urges and this and that, but this is just the way that you made me. And, Lord, I know it's certain things that I shouldn't be doing, but, Lord, you know my heart, you know, and then you say all of that and then you get up. Amen. Mm-mm. I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about that. What you just did at that moment was you came in and you just told God how you felt, and then after that you just bounced. You didn't leave any room for God to speak, for God to say his thing. And one of the reasons that we don't want to is because we're scared, because we're in that mindset, come on, that was in the old covenant. Now, if you're not saved, I understand that. But some of us that have received Christ, but we're still doing certain things in our life that may be questionable, whether it's fornicating, whether it's masturbating. You know, um, we're to possess our vessels as the Bible says, and this is the the last part that I'm getting to, the two sides of this sanctification thing. Jesus has made us holy, so now we must live holy. I'm going to say that again. Jesus has made us holy, so now we must live holy. Hallelujah. You know, there's a Bible verse that says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay? I'm going to say this again for the third time. Jesus has made us holy, so now we must live holy. Why do you think that Jesus told the person where he said, I forgive you, uh, he told the person that he forgave them of their sins, right? Or they've been set free or they've been healed. And after he would tell them that, he would say what? Go and sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Or you are healed. Go and sin no more. Why? Because Jesus knew that when we connect with him, that makes the person holy. They don't have to go through all these rituals. You don't have to go through all of these rites of passage, you know, all of these particular things that people say are going to make you right with God. But after that, you're to go and you're to live holy. There is a call, there is a mandate that is on our life to live holy. And we might sit in and say, how the heck am I going to live holy when I got this flesh that be constantly on Totally understandable. This is where we get to, whether it's 2 Thessalonians 2.13 or whether it's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. It talks about the, sanctif- the sanctification of the spirit, okay? The sanctification of the spirit. Holy Spirit's job, remember, it's a holy spirit. You know, it's not just a spirit. 
you know, you, you'll have some people that are into new age or into certain kinds of witchcraft or they, you know, they, they talk the universe and stuff and they might, you might hear them saying, you know, spirit told me, spirit told me, you know, it'd be like, okay, what spirit are you talking about? Who would specify? What is this spirit's name? Okay. Now, in this case, spirit we're talking about that the Bible speaks about in these verses that has the big capital S is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will help you to live a life that is set apart to God. But we have to yield to Holy Spirit. Yielding is a choice. Yielding is a choice. Okay? But Holy Spirit has been commissioned to lead us and guide us, to help us to live holy lives because we can't do this in our strength, okay? So there are certain tips or tactics that can help us to build ourselves up so that our spirit man is strong, okay? So what are some, what are some things that can happen to build us up? Well, we already know in Jude where it says build yourself up in your most holy of faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When I mean praying in the Holy Ghost, I don't mean just one little phrase that you say at service like, you know, basically saying amen. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. No. What about taking some time and praying in the spirit to the Lord? Taking some time, set some time apart. I'm not talking about when you come on a declare victory line. Okay? I'm talking about one-on-one. Setting some time apart. Doing that. It could be in your car ride. Okay? These are things that will help build you up. That will strengthen your spirit, man. Something else that strengthens our spirit, man. Is the reading of the word, okay? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But also John 17, verse 17, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. I'm going to say that again. Sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. So the word of God will sanctify us when we listen to the word with an open heart, okay? We got to listen to the word with an open heart. All right. One of the dangers that's happening in our in, in Christendom is we are not engaging the word of God with an open heart. We come to the word with our own hearts and our own minds all the way made up. We come there with our own philosophies of, you know, um, um, you know, this is just the way it is. And, and it's, it's not right. It's not right. Again, Jesus made us holy. So we're called to live holy. This is a lifestyle. We have been called to be set apart. We shouldn't be looking like the world. It's what it is. We're in the world, but not of the world, which leads me to my second guy that I met yesterday. It's interesting. I had these two examples, these two extremes yesterday. So the second guy, when we're out witnessing, we go in this park. We see these three guys sitting down. They got their weed out. They got their drink out. They over there getting it in. You smell them even before they get there. And we go over, and we just bust out. I ask them, can we pray for them? I forgot how we said it. But long story short, the guy in the middle busts out and says, hey, I want to ask you this. Can you pray that my faith will be stronger? He says, I'm not going to lie. I go to, he said, I go to church. He said, I do. I go to church. I, I'm there. 
you know, but I need my faith to be stronger. Now, I know he wasn't really going in depth with what he was saying because it was obvious to see what he was saying because they were sitting there. They had all that weed sitting out, <laughs> all this weed sitting out on the table. You know what I'm saying? They got their drink out. Okay, they get it in. You know what I mean? Last thing that he expected was the people of God to walk up on him. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of his stuff, to come and pray and release the word of the Lord on his life. Okay? So, my point of the matter is why am I bringing this brother up? Because what about him sitting with those two gentlemen? What about his behaviors which show that he was set apart with God? What about what he was doing? which show that that he was, you know, with the Lord. There was something different. There was nothing set apart about him yesterday because he was engaging in things that shows that he doesn't have, that, that it, it will demonstrate to someone that he's not living a victorious life. This is the call to declare victory. Come on. So by the time I finish praying, for him, because I, I laid hands on him yesterday. We had we had to lay hands, okay? I can hear that brother's heart. I felt that it was he was very sincere. We got through praying with that dude right there. It was so strong. Them other two dudes was like, man, man, can I get some? You know what I'm saying? Here it is. They, they you know what I mean? They was they was ready. You know what I mean? They wanted some prayer. They like, man, I need some help. I need to, you know what I'm saying? Engage. Then I find out one of the other guys that's there. You know what I'm saying? He go to church too. You know what I'm saying? And they out there wilding out. Again, what if that little 14-year-old comes over to them and they need an example? Where are the people of God? People of God, we are called to be set apart. We are. Look, people are watching us even when we don't know that they are. We can actually win people over just by our lifestyle. Now, I want to make this very clear so you don't mix my words up. Jesus makes us holy, right? Belief in Christ. So if you're telling people that you have to do certain things in order to, for them to be made holy, that's a lie. It's believing in what Jesus did for us on the cross. The blood of Jesus cleanses us and purges, us, purges our conscience. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. But after that, because we have been set apart, because we have been cleansed, we're being led by the Spirit. And Holy Spirit leads us and, and guides us in a way that helps separate us, that, that, you know, the holy from the profane. All right? I'm not saying that mistakes don't happen. I'm not saying that at all. All right? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there should be a difference. Okay? There should be a difference because now when you're saved, something just happened. You have Holy Spirit inside of you. Some of us are choking out Holy Spirit literally when we're releasing all of that smoke into our bodies. Do you realize that the individual that's inside of us, you're causing that individual to inhale that smoke too? Come on. Come on. This is not a condemnation message. Hear me. 
This is a call for you to step in your identity and walk in who you are. You are set apart. Hallelujah. You are set apart. Christ has made us free from the curse of the law. Christ has set us free from sin. He set us free from bondage. We don't have to look to cigarettes and and weed and marijuana. Come on, to help us get away from the pains that we're feeling. Jesus is the new cigarette. Jesus is the new blunt and, and the weed. Come on, he's the one. He's the one that gets us away from that thing. He's the getaway. He says, come unto me, all you that labor in our heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Come on. He didn't say come to the Newport. Come on. <laughs> well, the Newport, did. I know the Newport saying come to me. Come on. But we want to go to Jesus. Hallelujah. We, we go to him. He's the one that sets us free. Same, same way with um, um, pornography, masturbation. Come on. Some of us on here are struggling in that area, struggling in that area. Come on. God wants to set you free from that. He wants to set you free from that. You can be made holy. Come on. And since you have been made holy, you've been called to walk in holiness. Holiness is not a denomination. Holiness is not a way um, um the way that you dress does not make you holy. Let me let me put some balance on this of what I'm saying. There's some, and again, if this is somebody on the line, um, I, I didn't know it was you. I just want to preface my comment with what I'm going to say. All right? But <laughs> I know the Bible tells us that we are to wear modest apparel, right? I'm not speaking about that. I'm not saying that, you know, now since since we know that we don't have to, you know, wear, you know, a certain thing to make us holy, you know, that now we walking around like, you know, ladies, we looking like Megan Thee Stallion or, you know what I'm saying? Some of us guys, we out here looking like male strippers or something like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that. All right. Because we're still to do things decently and in order. Okay. And, and and what we do should uh, we shouldn't do things that would provoke others maybe into sin. But what I'm saying is, wearing a particular outfit, uh, the, the, your outfit does not make you holy. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Your outfit. We know there are denominations. You know where people there's a certain way. Some of you right now might have been kicked out of that denomination. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because you were told that you had to look holy. You had to wear this particular thing because that made you look holy. You know, so now you walking around dressed like like you Harriet Tubman. <laughs> you walk around dressed like Harriet Tubman. Oh, the real. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I'm not saying be Meg the Stallion, but I'm saying be free. Come on, Christ has made us free, y'all. Real talk. But he hasn't made us free for the occasion to sin. Hallelujah. But we want to say, I'm telling you, Christ has made us holy. So there are two, there are basically two audiences that are being addressed about sanctification and being set apart. You have the one audience that feels that you have to do all of these things to make you holy. This is why if Dion maybe wants you to pray or something on the line and 
you feel ashamed to even do it because you don't feel worthy enough. Come on. That's that thing where it shows that you don't believe that Jesus has made you holy. Jesus has made you set apart. Faith in Jesus has sanctified you and made you pure and made you holy. And then it's the other part of since he has made me pure and since he has made me holy, come on, I want to live a lifestyle that reflects that. Hallelujah. And again, he knows that we are human, that we are living inside of this flesh. But I'm just saying there's a certain maturity that comes with this particular thing, okay? I understand if, you know, you just got saved last week or a few months ago. But it's 10, 15 years later, and you're still struggling with the same thing? Uh-uh. 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 That's a that's No. No. We are set apart. There is a standard that we should walk with. There's a standard that we set, that we bear, okay? We should, be, we, we, we should not be out here, okay? Looking like some of, some of us, look, we should not have a Snoop Dogg Christianity. You know what I'm saying? You know, Snoop Dogg came out with his gospel album. Oh, man, yeah, you know, Snoop Dogg, this and that, whatever, whatever. You know, and I'm, I'm seeing YouTube videos, Snoop Dogg talking about his gospel album, smoking a joint. In the studio, you know what I'm talking about his gospel album. Come on, that's that's not that's not what Jesus, you know, died on the cross for, for us to be the set apart ones. Come on, there's a standard that we should have, and the Lord. You want to know what the Lord says? What starts with that standard? They would know us by our love. Okay, they would know us by our love. Then check this out: our love for God. Just that love for God will give us a hatred for some of these things of the world. Come on. Come on, you all. We, there is a lifestyle that we want to live. It is time out for, for this, this, this mixture. It is time out for this. this, this. That's, that'll be a whole other thing. Y'all be talking forever on that and, like, getting mad or whatever. But it's just so much nonsense out here, y'all. It's so much nonsense to where you got people walking around who really want to be free of their stuff, but they feel like the Jesus thing ain't real because they looking at some of us and they seeing the, the, the stuff that we own. They're like, well, there ain't really no difference between them and me. You know what I'm saying? They do the same thing I do. They go to the same clubs I go to. Come on. They use the same language I do. You know what I mean? When I mean the same language, I ain't talking about slang. I'm talking about they cuss it like a sailor with me. You know what I'm saying? Come on. They don't see no. They don't see the fruit. They don't see the fruit. We are called. We are called to be set apart, people of God. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray that even as these words were released today, Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that the wind. Father, that there is a wind being released right now, but Lord, that your word is, is a hammer that is breaking the hard places into pieces. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, for the hard places of unbelief being broken today by the sword of the spirit that is the word of God. Father, I pray for those, Lord God, who are struggling with drawing near to you because they feel ashamed. Father, I pray for healing beginning to take place in this area of their lives. Come on, 
Healing, Talana Basi, Kere de Ketere de Korosta Dolo, Healing, Talamaxia Dora Lamiasha. Father, we cry forth for healing, healing to take place in that area, Lord, where their faith has been weakened, in that area, Lord God, of low self-esteem, Lord, where they don't see themselves in the way that you have called for them to be seen. Lord, we say today, come up higher. Hallelujah. Come up higher. Lord, be the lifter of their head in this hour. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray. Lord God, every spirit of double-mindedness, Lord God, that is in this atmosphere, I rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I decree that we would not have two minds. We would not have two souls. No, Lord God, we will have one mind. Hallelujah. For we decree one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. In the name of Jesus. So I just bless each and every single person on this line, and even for those of us, Lord God, hallelujah, that have been struggling in our walk. Lord God, that have been mixing the holy with the profane. Father, I pray, Lord, for a spirit of encouragement to hit their lives right now. That spirit of encouragement, Lord, to let them know that they can do better. Hallelujah. That your mercy is new every morning. Lord God, that you don't hate them, but you want to see them free. Father, I pray that you would silence the voice of the accuser. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would lead them to the places, Lord, or the opportunities or situations, Lord, where wherever deliverance is needed, Father, they will experience deliverance. Hallelujah. Father, I bless this line. I pray for this line. Lord, we pray for there to be an oil being released on this line but for this entire month, Lord, as there as this this focus, Lord, you have put on Dion's heart, Lord God, concerning sanctification. I pray right now that you're releasing oil on this line. Let that oil of sanctification be released, oh God. We loose the blood of Jesus over this line to purge the conscience of this line. Father, we decree a new oil being released in the name of Jesus. Lord, that this is a month, hallelujah, of declared victory being set apart. This is a month, oh God. Lord, where there was a setting apart that is taking place in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Some of you all are going to really feel. It's almost like a hard line. This is just what I'm getting from the Lord. It's almost like a hard line being drawn in the sand. And you, it's like you're really going to feel the weight of that thing this month. You know, certain things that you may have been passive about. You're gonna, it's going to really feel like there's a contention going on in the heart. Hallelujah. There's a hard line being drawn. Hallelujah. For there is a new realm. Hallelujah. Where God is taking this line, um, 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 the people, the leaders of this line, where he's taking it to, and you're going to have to go with it. Come on. It's a line being drawn in the sand. Come on. For there are great things that God is about to do. Great moves. Come on. 
said, I've set you apart for victory. I've set you apart for victory. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray that, Lord God, when, when you are knocking on the doors of our hearts, Lord God, when you're knocking on the doors of the heart of those on this line, oh God, I pray, Lord, that they will receive the knocking. They would answer the door. Lord, we bless you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Does anybody, um, uh, is there anybody that wants to share um, your prayer, um, you know, whatever it is? Good morning. This is Juanita. Great decoration. Great declaration. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning, Ms. Leomia. Thank you for that great decoration this morning. Yeah. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Thank you for your decoration. Hey, hey, it was much needed. Love you so much. God bless you. Bless you. Hey, Brother Phil. This yeah. is Gloria. God bless you, bro. God bless you. I appreciate the prayer, the declaration, and uh, um, sometimes, you know, Holy Spirit will kind of put you in check. So I thank God for you allowing him to be the vessel to help us. And the thing that stood out to me, the scripture that you used where it said that he was he was talking to the priests, the, the elders, those that were already in the faith and were actually yeah. supposed to be leaders. And so it's like, okay, it's not, only, it's not just a call to the body, but a call in particular also to the leaders, the teachers, those of us who he's put a word in our mouth. So I appreciate you for um, releasing, for being the vessel that he released that call to. Amen. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Thank you for the prayer. And God, I'm opening up the door for him to receive the word. And God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Happy Thursday. Hey. <laughs> hey, happy Thursday. <laughs> It's Harriet Putman. It's Dee Dee. Good morning. Dee Dee, what up? It ain't Harriet Putman, no. Hey, Rella. You. <laughs> Good morning, Jesus lover, Slayer, Cypress. Yes, Rochelle. I love you. Great declaration. Amen. Love you too. Good morning, Brother Phil. This is Prosperous Pam. I loved your word as always. Hey. God bless you. Hey, God bless you. Hello? Hello, Brother Phil. This is uh, Persistent. Um, love the declaration. It was right on time for me for in a lot of ways. But this Saturday is the first time I'm going out in San Francisco, and the desire has been in my heart to just 
hit my city for quite some time. And the enemy, I do need prayer. The enemy keeps telling me that I'm not prepared. Um, my heart is there. And when I think about it and when I talk to those I'm going out with, I feel the anointing that's present so strong. Um, and I have been reading the scriptures and just uh, being still and quiet as best I can. But this word was was definitely right on time for me. Um, so I just went asking for prayer. This is like my first time going out. There's four of us going out and we're going to the Tenderloin area in San Francisco, which we all know is not so tender. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm just doing the will of God and um, stepping out in faith. Yo, listen, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Say your name again. My name is Priscilla, but they call, but I've been named on Declare Victory, Persistent Priscilla. Are you persistent, Priscilla? No, no, I remember you. Yo, check this out. Father, we thank you for, for Priscilla. We thank you for the anointing that is on her life. Lord, we pray that you would encourage her. Lord, I pray right now that all fear, every spirit of fear will be bound. Lord, we pray now that you're loosing the spirit of love to begin to release a zeal on the inside of her. Lord, a zeal that will be according to knowledge. Lord God, I ask that this, this love would overcome all fear, all doubt, all anxiety, all worry, all confusion that would try to rise up in her heart. Lord, right now we bind the accuser of the brethren as we loose right now the blood of the Lamb and the word of her testimony. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that she, this is a woman right now. You have put an evangelistic grace on her life. Lord, I thank you that she has accepted that call in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for each and every single person that you have called for her to connect with. Lord God, that will see salvation. Hallelujah. Every person that you have will connect her with. Lord, that will see miracles, that will see signs, that will see wonders because she is answered that great call, that great commission that you put forth, oh God, 2,000 years ago. And so we just thank you that she is moving one with your heart, Father. And Lord, I pray for the blessings of the Lord that will make her rich and add no sorrow. Hallelujah. Thank you that this is a time, Lord God, of happiness, a time of peace, but a time also of affirming, of affirmation of who you have created her to be. Hallelujah. And I bless you. And I was about to end this prayer. And I just uh, wanted to say this one thing that, that I saw your eyes opening up. It's like as you begin to step into this realm, God is going to begin to start opening your eyes, but opening your eyes to you concerning your value, concerning your identity. So even as you're going out to minister to others, it's like each time you're going to be ministered to, God's going to begin to open up the eyes of your faith. You're going to begin to see these different areas where you've been empowered, where it didn't make sense before, but it's going to begin to connect the dots. Even in certain areas where you just said, you know what, I haven't seen anything in this in so long. I'm just going to just say, forget about it and just move on. It's like God is about to literally connect all the dots. But this was the thing that, that needed to happen in your life in order for all the dots to begin to be connected because you weren't necessarily in the right place for everything to fall. But as you begin to move in this area, this is one of the reasons why there's such a strong pull, a strong resistance, why the enemy is putting up so much of a fight to even keep you from stepping into this because it's more than just doing an evangelistic thing. It has to do with destiny 
destiny and all the dots in your life beginning to connect. Hallelujah. All the way down to freedom um, from hidden frustrations and silent fears. And so, Father, we bless this woman of God. Lord, we thank, thank you, you for this assignment on her life. We thank you that you're opening up a door to the gospel. Lord, we decree right now that every single stronghold of fear, of doubt, of confusion, of frustration, Lord God, is being trampled under your feet. Hallelujah. We bless you, O oh God. You, and we say release a wind of encouragement, Lord God, and hope to your daughter. Lord, as you lead her to the places where you desire for her to go, we bless her now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Phil. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. 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 Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Is that is there um Amen. Is there is there um was there anybody else? Are we good? Brother Fields. Hey. Good morning. Uh thank you for the declaration uh that I got in on the tail end and uh I just I'm just grateful this uh morning that you talked about how we as Christians, people are looking at us it's, it's sometimes just to get an identity of what Christ should look like. And if we're all distorted, then, of course, that leads them to where they're at, and they can't find him looking at us. So I thank you uh, for being a leader that don't mind, like, speaking truth to power. And we really needed it. On um, in here, where there's people that are that have come here morning after morning to find some type of relief, it's a, a soothing balm in the room on this morning that we can all grab a hold to. I mean, just listening to the declaration, how your intensity of of the man that you had encountered on yesterday that you said you had to lay hands on him. Normally, yeah. in the world system. When they say laying hands, laying hands mean you had to throw them things, right? <laughs> but you, you was, you was doing some throwing. You was throwing. Cause see, one thing is this: we realize when we in the fight and with Satan, Satan trying to keep these people. He 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 comes to steal to uh, sift people as weak. And so here mm. you are, a man of God. You got people of God that are looking no different than what the world is. What does the world see right now with the saints of God? Those that call themselves saints, those that walk in authority in the word of God. Either we, are, we, either we choose to go or not to go. And I have been uh, looking at deal or no deal, how people will chance, you know, 679000 to end up with $50 because they don't believe our systems have caused people to really miss the mark where the mark of the higher calling. Many of the saints have died looking back. They slipped, they fell through the cracks because they had to feel like they had to look a certain way. I went in on yesterday to serve a person, and this person was more concerned about my sleeves being off my autumn. But I was, in, I, like I explained to her, I said, I'm sorry, 
I said, but I'm just coming out of the kitchen. I had to turn on my uh, oven, and yesterday it was like 90 degrees, 93 degrees here where I live. And so for me to have to turn on the heat, that means it was 100 and uh, maybe 120 in my kitchen. I live in a small place. And as I explained how, no, I was trying to prepare your meal so that way I can get here and be a, a person of, uh, when you say something, your word is your bond. That's all they have is your word. The mm. plat- point of the matter of this is I showed up and the first thing, you know, because of their, that traditional thinking and the traditional teaching that they got, they could not pull away from that. They still look at others. And, and, and it was my dress that, you know, with my arm out. I, I think uh, Dion <laughs> was talking about she came in her arm. The lady said something about her arm out. I I believe that this is the time that people need to wear their arms out so people can see that they're that that that, that they're true. That it's not about what you got on. It's what you got in. It's what's on the inside, man. Thank you, brother, for really pushing in on this month to start our fire, to light our fire. So as we are teaching this month, that we will come true to the word and that people will come to know him in a real way. Thank you, persistent, that you are coming to the plate, and I am so happy to hear your uh, being free and that God does have so much for this woman of God. What the enemy meant for bad, God has turned it around for her good on today, and I'm so honored uh, for you, Brother Phil, to keep going. Keep doing what you do and keep throwing them things out there. God bless you. Amen. And I want to say this too, just in case it's, you know, people are to call that I don't want you to um, confuse what it is she's saying. Okay. Um, so it's like this, the best way I could say it. And she was right. I agree with her 100%. And there's nothing wrong with your, with your arms. The thing is this we just want to make sure, look, y'all, we still live in the world. Okay. People got eyes. All right, women, we don't want to make it hard for the brothers in the church. And brothers, we don't want to make it hard for the sisters. You know what I'm saying? So we all mature on here. So I'll just leave it right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> leave it right there. Everybody but wear I'm, your arms out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. It ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying, you know, you got some some people, you know, they got stuff on where look, okay, you gonna look like when you, or better yet, when you look, you know, you're not gonna be focused no more on nothing else. You just focused on that because that thing has been made. You know, I don't even want to get in that conversation right there. I'm gonna, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Let's be let's be mindful. You know what I'm saying? That we got other people out here. You know what I'm saying? You know. That's all I can say. <laughs> Anybody else? Phil, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was talking. I'm sorry. I thought. I thought. Uh... Hello. Y'all cut Didi off right now. Hello? 
I mean, it must be her phone. Yeah, maybe it's her phone. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now yep. we can. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm at the preschool. This phone is different. Um, Fionn, were you ready to say something? No. Nope. Okay. You good? Okay. I was just going to say, Phil, when you were talking about the young man, the 14-year-old man, that just really touched my heart because I have a lot of those experiences, um, especially those who were brought to church or drug at church or taken to church, um, but not really seeing the manifestation of really true worship because it's ritual, right? And they mm. just kind of fell back, um, not wanting to just go every Sunday and not to, you know, we silly like that, but just yesterday, one of the comedians was saying how they had to go to all these services, like 930 Bible study, I mean, Sunday school, just all the, the things being raised in the traditional church. But now that they're older, they have fallen away because they also know behind the dress, right? So they see the deacons and the sisters, mm-hmm. see the pastor with the collars, they see the sisters in the long white looking like Harry Tubman, but they're, they're, they're holy don't match. See what I'm saying? So it's like, it don't matter what you dress up, the outside look like, you know, how you, you talk and all that, because what God, what, what he's doing and who he has us reaching may not be the same. So you talking to the young men and then going into the park, that's so dope. I love that real street ministry because that's what's needed. Not the four walls, because that's like you going around in a merry-go-round every Sunday, witnessing to the same person, laying hands on the same people, the same people falling out. Get outside so that young 14-year-old will know the Lord for real and get his soul to the Lord. And just like the brother who went to church goes out there doing his thing. It's a lot of Christians doing their thing, but showing up with the appearance of being holy because they got the dresses on and the nice suits and the collars and the pulpit. It's bigger than that. But I thank you for just touching on everything that you touched on this morning with your silly self. You crack me up, but you make it clear and you make it plain. I just thank you for that. And my arms are always out, but I'm also not a two. So whatever I wear, it's probably going to be a, a something to say. Okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> hey, hey. Some of y'all over here probably been rebuked for having your arms out. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> oh, <real. laughs> oh, man. Hello, this is Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Hi, I just wanted to thank you for um, the declaration on today. Um, My situation is a little different where I was in church. Well, I am in church, but I got hurt in church. Yeah, the church didn't hurt me. The people in the church did. Thank you, Dion. So, and I kind of fell back. I was the sister that um, I'm quite sure you've all met her, where she's the person that's always in the church. Every time you see her, she's there opening, whatever, doing whatever God, um, whatever is needed. And so um, because of that, I just kind of like stepped back and then when I started to uh, get myself together and um, through just crazy stuff. But anyways, what happened is that I felt ashamed that I allowed this to happen and that, you know, I was like, Lord, can you really forgive me? And I knew that God can, because I know the word, right? But I just felt so guilty 
And so it was like a fight for me. And, um, and I just thank you for the word that you gave today, because even though some of us may be in church and we just because we might feel guilty, not because we're doing like those traditional sin things, but we, we've been in leadership, we've done all those things. And sometimes we just want to go and just like, I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to be a part of that because of whatever situation may or may have happened, but we're not living in the full potential that God has, um, trusted us to do. And so for that, I just wanted to say thank you. That was really um, a bomb for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Let, let me ask you this. Um, um, do you still feel ashamed? No. So okay. um, to that, I, I took Dion's class. And um, okay. also, I have been working on that. So, but Okay. Because I have, and the word that you gave today was just like reaffirming. So thank okay. you. You're welcome. Amen. Okay. Anybody else? Now we're going to close it. All righty. All righty. Well, Father, we just thank you. Um, uh, Lord, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for blessing us uh, to come unto you. We, We thank you, Lord, for the honor of being able to be one with Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with Dion and Um, giving her the vision, um, even for this line. Lord, we thank you for the anointing that she carries, the grace that is on her life for the many um, that have been set free and will be set free because of what you purposed on the inside of her. Father, we bless Dion and we bless her movement. But Lord, even as you're taking her to another realm of faith and another realm of glory, hallelujah, Father, thank you for where you're taking your daughter to this next place. And, Dion, that's what I I really sense, um, either for you. It's almost like a a graduation. Um, It's like a graduation, like a a celebration. I know it's like graduation time right now. I'm in the natural, so I'm not saying it because of that. Like, I actually was getting this earlier when I was prophesying to the other person. It just popped in my spirit. But that, like, there's a graduation um, that is taking place for you. But the graduation is going from one realm of faith to another realm of faith. You know, as believers, uh, we're always promoting. We're, we're always being promoted by God as we walk in him. He's always promoting us to another realm of faith. And, and that's why I said faith to faith. And then there's another verse that talks about glory to glory, you know, and I see you going to that next place um, of glory, to that next place of faith. Um, God is saying he's well pleased with you, um, and now you're beginning to be promoted. Um, I just really see you being um, um, like moved, but not just promoted um, um, in the area of your heart because of the faith. No, it's because of what's been going on where the Lord is even entrusting you um, even for greater things. But I, but I see you. It's almost like starting to come out of the forest, um, out of the woodworks. Of God really promoting you, starting to put your name on the heart of people, some that 
uh, may have heard about you in times past, but was a little hesitant, um, not really understanding um, um, the full purpose of, of why uh, maybe the hesitancy of certain things that they ended up not seeing, uh, uh, they couldn't see at the particular time, but it was their own intellect, um, and it wasn't the heart of God, hallelujah, but now there's going to be um, conviction um, upon them as they begin to um, to reach out to you. But I just really see um, your name beginning to be highlighted to people um, as God brings you even out um, of the place of hiding um, in certain areas where he's hidden you, uh, where he was hiding you to keep you safe, um, to keep you pure, um, to keep you from being defiled, keep you from being tainted, uh, where there were storms that were happening and happening in certain areas, and he didn't want to allow you to be part of that storm. But I, I just really see that, and and something just popped up in my spirit to pray for you. And let me give you the context um, before Jesus. Um, I did a teach it on platforms last week, uh, and one of the reasons this thing has so stirred me um, before I taught it was was that it showed how before Jesus received his platform, he was tempted with the counterfeit. And this is scriptural. This isn't me just saying this. Remember, the third temptation was the devil tempting Jesus with platforms. He tempted him with platforms. Jesus turned it down. And right after that, what ended up happening, Jesus ended up joining. Um, um, Jesus ended up preaching what John the Baptist was saying because John the Baptist had just got locked up. In other words, Jesus turned down the enemy's platform and he connected with the platform that God had already established and ordained in the earth. He connected with what God was already doing. That's what he did. And the moment where he connected with what God was already doing, instead of trying to do his own thing of saying, God, what are you doing? I want to connect with that, be a part of that, start doing things from that, from that place. What ended up happening was Jesus's uh, ministry just began to be promoted and grew because he was connected with what God was already doing in the earth. And so that's what I get. Um, even for you as well, I'm going to say this prayer. Um, that God will guard you um, from any counterfeit um, that would try to come to knock you out of timing because the time of graduation and the time of promotion um, is here for you. And the beautiful thing about it is you're not going to have to force your way into it. Um, it's not going to happen by might or by power, but by the spirit of the living God. So you just continue to just keep on uh, what you're doing. And the Lord is going to provide that open door with great ease. And so, Father, I pray that you would bless your daughter with discernment in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would make it so clear to her. Lord, if anything counterfeit comes her way, hallelujah, Lord, you will make this thing so clear that it is counterfeit, that it will be impossible, Lord God, for her to not see it, hallelujah. Lord God, I, I pray that you would keep your daughter um, safe, 
Lord God, from, from any um, plans of the enemy, Lord God, to try to release a counterfeit um, to her, Lord, to try to get her name to be connected with something, Lord God, that, that, is, that is polluted. To try to get her to connect her name with something that is, has the appearance Lord God, but but it uh, it has that appearance of godliness, but it denies godliness. Father, we bless her. Lord, we pray that you are successfully connecting her. Hallelujah with with the things, the moves that you are doing, Lord, that you have ordained for her to be a part of. I thank you that in these things, oh God, Lord, there is there are things that she is about to carve out. That it's going to distinguish her and distinguish her ministry. For Lord, she is one that seeks your heart. And we thank you that she will be one with your heart. Father, we pray that even as the blessings and the favor are falling upon her in that area, that the blessings and favor, Father, are falling upon her family. Her loved ones, those that are close to her. Father, these blessings are falling, Lord, upon any areas of her life where she has sought you in secret. Concerning whatever it is, Lord, I pray even now that just as you did with Jesus, Lord, you are releasing angels to minister unto her. And so we bless her, we bless her, we bless her, we bless these ministry assignments, but we bless her life. We bless her peace. We pray for more joy, more peace. Hallelujah. More righteousness, more faith. Oh, God, more grace. Lord God, as you begin to promote her, as you begin to move her into these new things that you're bringing her into, we thank you, God. This is a time of elevation for her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bless everybody on the line, and we bind up any backlash or retaliation. We loose the spirit of the Lord to lift up a standard on our behalf, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for drenching us, even with more oil. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.